Hello, friends and fiends. Uh, as you probably have noticed, Bow Down Serve Me has been on a small break for the past two weeks. Don't get too sad. We'll be back next week with your regularly scheduled content. But for now, since I know that you're probably missing my wonderful voice, my awesome experiences, um, I thought I'd hit you with some bonus content. So enjoy. All right, so this is your true, like, chastity cage 101. If you are a beginner or if you've just started, like, your chastity journey, have no idea the differences between cages, material, sizing, all that good stuff, um, this is going to be, like, your tutorial, all right? So we're going to jump right in. When it comes to chastity cages, there are a couple different things that you want to think about. Obviously, sizing is going to be important. Important, <laughs> uh, but also the material that the chastity cage is made out of. Uh, so let's actually start with that. So when it comes to looking at chastity cages, there are four main materials that you're going to find out there. There's going to be plastic, silicone, resin, and metal, or generally stainless steel. So I'm going to start with the plastic and kind of work my way up. Um, Plastic cages are typically what you're going to find to be the cheapest cage. Obviously, it's made out of plastic. It's a pretty damn cheap material. Um, this is generally what you also see of folks that are very beginner. Um, you could probably get a plastic chastity cage for like 20 bucks. So it's really, really cheap. Um, I would literally only recommend a plastic cage for someone who is like never had a cage before, like very, very beginner. Um, because it's the best way to one, just start to get a feel of wearing a cage. Um, but two, it's also good to start figuring out your sizing when it comes to cages as well. Um, outside of that, plastic cages suck. <laughs> I am not a big fan of plastic cages at all. And the biggest reason is because if you take a look at the plastic cage and how it's actually made, um, they're kind of made where you have sort of two pieces of the cage and they're like, fused together so you make one whole cage. And there's typically a seam that goes right down the middle of the cage, right? I have on way too many occasions, uh, have had occasion, wow, on occasion, I clearly need some coffee. Um, <laughs> I have seen where that seam will actually crack and split. And if a sub is wearing that cage, when that happens, uh, sometimes their dick skin will actually get caught up in that seam. And it is extremely uncomfortable and very, very painful and not the good kind of pain. So for that reason, I generally do not suggest getting a plastic cage um, unless you really, really are super, super beginner. Uh, if you have a couple extra dollars and you want, you are still a beginner, uh, but you want something that might be a little bit more durable than a plastic cage, you're going to want to take the next step up to a silicon cage. So silicon cages um, are very similar to plastic cages in that they are still going to have that kind of similar form. You can find some that actually look almost the exact same style as some of those plastic cages. Um, they are going to offer a little bit more flexibility because they are obviously silicon. Not quite as much as a resin cage, which I'll get to in a second, um, but it is going to probably be just a little bit more comfortable, a little bit more breathable. Um, I would say, you know, it is going to be a little bit more expensive than your plastic cage, but if you have the money to spend a couple extra dollars on, you know, a silicon cage as a starter cage, I would suggest that over a plastic cage. 
the next one that you have in the rung is going to be your resin cage. Um, now, this one I think of as kind of very form-fitting. Um, they are similar to the first two. Um, the difference with the resin cages is it's very flexible. Um, what it's actually kind of cool with a resin cage too is that um, because of the material, it's actually going to expand and contract with heat and with cold. So this is something that's going to be uh, very discreet if you're looking for something that is not going to be super big, super bulky. Um, a lot of these cages will also have internal locks. So there's going to be kind of a couple different styles, obviously, when you're looking at chastity cages. Some of them are going to have a external lock. So that's going to be something where you're putting a physical padlock through, whether that's, you know, a metal little padlock with keys. Um, sometimes that could also be, you know, the plastic padlocks, like the number padlocks, um, either one of those. But if you're using the metal padlock, sometimes it can be a little bulky. Sometimes, depending on the material, you might actually hear it clanking while you're walking around. Um, then you also have the internal locks, and those are going to be the ones that are kind of like built into the cage. So it's not going to add an extra heft or an extra bulk to it. So most of the resin cages do have that internal locking mechanism. So it is going to allow you to be really, really discreet. I would say that um, a lot of those that are into like sissification or feminization um, or even those that are like cross-dressers that want to wear something like under panties or something under very um, form-fitting pants, the resin cage tends to work very, very well. I will also say that resin cages are very good kind of no matter what your dick size is. Um, so we'll get into sizing in a second, but resin cages are pretty good no matter what size you are. And the last cage, my very favorite, are going to be your metal cages. And these are typically made of stainless steel. You're going to find them in a lot of different styles. But for the most part, and my favorite ones, are the ones that are going to have these like metal bars. So either like a horizontal or a vertical bar. Um, so that means you can actually kind of like see the cock through the bars and through the metal cage. Uh, the reason I like metal so much, one, is because it is the most hygienic out of all of them. So with the other three styles, plastic, uh, silicone, and resin, because of the way you're wearing the cage, because of the style and how it's kind of all-encompassing your cock, um, you do have to pretty much take it off to do your whole cleaning regimen. Um, with some of them, you might be able to go like a day or two in the shower and just kind of like, you know, dry it out afterwards and not take it off. But I would suggest like taking these off once a day, cleaning it, cleaning the inside of your cage, cleaning your, your junk there, and then putting it back on. With a metal cage, because it is more open, you can actually get away with wearing this long term and just kind of keeping it on while you're in the shower, cleaning it, drying it out and going about your daily life. So if you're looking for something that you really can wear like long-term and not actually take it off, you're going to want to go with a metal cage. Typically, metal cages are not what I'm going to recommend for someone who's starting out um, because obviously there is no give to a metal cage. There is no flexibility there. So you do kind of want to know your size. Um, so when we talk about sizing of chastity cages, there are two sort of sizes that you're taking into account. You're taking into account the size of the actual cage piece, the length piece, and that's the piece where your dick is going in. Um, and then there's also ring size. So when you're putting a chastity cage on, the ring is not 
it's not like a cock ring. It's not just going on your cock. <laughs> you actually put your dick and balls through the ring and the ring is going to be resting kind of against your body. Um, so the ring size is very important to make sure that it's actually comfortable, that you're not cutting off any circulation. Uh, if you don't want it to be too, too tight, uh, obviously that it's cutting off circulation. You also don't want it be, to be too loose that you can easily slip out of it because then what's the point at that point? Um, the most popular sizes that you're going to find are going to be between 40 millimeters and 50 millimeters. Most ring sizes you'll see like 40, 45, and 50. Sometimes you'll get some odd ones in there that are like 46, 47. But those three tend to be um, the most popular ring sizes. You might occasionally see something that goes a little bit over 50. So like a 52 or 53, I've never seen anything higher than a 53. Um, so if you're looking at standard sizing, that's generally what you're going to get. If you're brand new and you're looking at different cages, I typically suggest finding a cage that offers uh, maybe multiple lengths. Um, so like a small, medium, large type of length in the actual um, tube of the cage, and then a couple different ring sizes. So you can kind of start to figure out what is the right size for you. This is not one of those times where, you know, if you're into SPH, like small penis humiliation, um, and you're like, oh my God, I have like the tiniest dick in the world and you buy the smallest cage and you're not actually, you know, having the tiniest dick in the world, you can cause some issues. Um, so don't start super, super small if you're not super, super small. Um, you can go through a process of let's say getting accustomed to a smaller cage, um, through like, a shrinking process. Um, you can actually shrink your size with um, with caging. That being said, it is not permanent. Oh, dear Lord, I get that question all the time. Um, once you take your dick out of the cage, it's going to go back. Give it a couple days out of the cage, it's going to go back. But you can actually shrink the size and go down in sizes when it comes to your cage. So don't start super tiny. Start at like medium and then work your way down if you need to. Or if you're more well endowed, it's okay to be well endowed and in a cage. It's hot. Trust me. Um, so you've got your styles, you've got your, your ring sizes. So play around with it a little bit. Um, outside of those four, you do actually have custom cages. Now, obviously this is not something I'm going to recommend of a beginner. Um, custom cages are going to be for pretty much two kind of people. Um, either one, you've been doing chastity for a very long time. You've played around with a lot of different cages and you're at that point where you're like, I know I'm going to be in chastity for a long time. You know, either your, your partner is a key holder or you have a steady key holder and you want to invest in a custom cage. Custom cages are fucking expensive. So definitely it, it is an investment, um, probably a couple hundred dollars if you're thinking about going that route. So um, if you're thinking about custom, wait a while, play around with some, you know, other cages first, and then make that leap. The second type of person that's going to be good for a custom cage are going to be those that have like, either like they're really, really got big dicks, or they just have a weird dick situation going on. So by that, I mean, you know, either you have like a small dick and like big balls, or maybe you just have like tiny balls and a big dick. I don't know. Or maybe it like leans a certain way, or you've got just a weird thing that's happening. Then you might want to go custom. So I know that there are 
places that will do custom metal cages. I also have seen some places that will like 3D print a cage. Um, now obviously that's going to be a different material. It's going to be a little bit more flexible. So there's a lot of things that go into that as well. Um, so that is going to be kind of the ins and outs of beginner chastity cages. Um, if you don't take anything else away from this, the biggest thing is just make sure you're finding the proper size. You're not going to actually be able to have fun and really engage in chastity unless you're wearing the correct size. Now, when you first start, obviously, it's going to feel really weird. You're trying to feel out, you know, how do you pee in this damn thing? Um, the first time you wear it overnight is going to be absolute hell for you. Um, but if you do get the proper caging, it starts to get much better. Well, physically, mentally, that's a whole nother story. Uh, but hopefully this helped.